you're listening to the Career Planning and Development Podcast. This is Episode 2, Self-Assessment. My name is Noah, and I'm a Career Development Faculty Member at Thompson Rivers University. I record this podcast in Tecumlipstasequitmuch within Sequitmuchulu. This week, we're talking about self-assessment, but before I get into it, I want you to think of where you're going. A lot of career planning is about identifying a potential future and then planning backwards from that, while at the same time looking where you've come from and planning forwards. Where those two things meet is the majority of the career planning work. When I talk with students about application documents, resumes and cover letters, as well as other documents, I talk about bringing together three things. What you bring, what they want, and how to say it. Today is all about that first one. So self-assessment, what you bring. When you know and understand yourself, you can identify what you've done in school, in leisure, and in community activities that is over and above the expectations of the job and articulate those accomplishments to your employer. You can figure out how to look for work that's in line with your skills. You can write a relevant and competitive resume and cover letter that gets results. And you can interview confidently and successfully. That's because you will know how to market yourself effectively. You will know how to accomplish your career goals by proving and improving your value in the workplace. So today you'll ask yourself some questions. First, who are you? What have you done? What are your strengths? Also, what kind of person do you want to be? What are your skills? In career development, we talk about this as uh, knowledge, interests, and abilities, past and preferred work activities and contexts, values and ethics, and technical and transferable skills. In addition, you need to work out why are you here, how you got here, and where you're going from here. This takes time. It's working out things like why did you take your program, or why did you pick your job, or what would you love to be able to do. But most importantly, it's about what problems do you wish you could solve. This question is all about what and how. What problems are you interested in? Is it the educational attainment of others? Uh, That's something that a lot of people who go into teaching or other sorts of development type jobs really want to work on. Is it about ease of use for things or accessibility or the things around the environment or different causes could also fit in here? The other part of this is what type of problems are interesting for you to solve. Do you like problems about individual people or groups of people, money, numbers, using technology, experimentation? How do you like to be able to solve things? Do you like pre-made plans? Do you like using a standard method or test? Do you like iterating or improving on things? Do you like guess and check? Do you like to focus on innovation? You could consider where you feel comfortable on the Kinevin framework. That was created by Dave Snowden. Basically, it breaks down the kinds of problems that people do into four categories. There are the obvious problems, so these are ones where the cause and effect are obvious. There's a best practice that's been created that works in it. 
there are simple problems where if X happens, you do Y. It all requires following a plan that's been developed ahead of time. Then there are complicated problems, ones where the cause and effect are knowable, but you don't know them yet. So these are called good practice problems, where if X happens, well, you assess it or you test it by doing Y in order to figure out what you need to do. This requires a lot of knowledge and expertise, and a lot of people love these kinds of problems. Then there's the complex ones, where you don't know the cause and effect ahead of time, and you need to get to them by going through what's called emergent practice where if X happens, you try your known assessments and tests, and if they're not working, you start breaking stuff and seeing what works, and you try things over and over and try changing things up. This requires a lot of time and resources and iteration. Finally, there are the chaotic problems. These are ones where the cause is essentially the problem. You need something new because something is broken and maybe there's no time to test or to iterate or past practice isn't working. The things that require new ideas and new solutions, rapid experimentation or rapid innovation or uh, application of resources. Think about the way you like to solve problems and the types of problems you like to solve. So what problems do you see in the world that you wish you could solve? And what methods of solving problems in the world do you enjoy doing? Once you've thought about the problems, then it's time to start thinking about you. Who are you? What do you like to do? What does your family mean to you? What communities are you involved with? What responsibilities do you have? These are things that help frame who you are and what's required of you and what you're hoping to achieve and who you're connected to and how that impacts the choices that you're going to make. Then, what are your strengths? So outside of school and work and sleep and eating, what do you spend the most time on? What's your favorite thing about that? What do you think you're best at at your job or at sports or at school or at hobbies? What are you able to do or to handle? Are there physical abilities you're really happy about having? Is there an emotional capability that you're really good at? Are there spiritual needs that you need to be able to be fulfilled? Is there an intellectual capacity that you have or intellectual rigor that you require in order to feel good? Where do you succeed? Where do you need help? Think about these things. And then start thinking about what balance you need. Do you need certain types of physical activity? Do you need certain types of cultural or spiritual or community connections or intellectual rigor or emotional support? And how well do you handle change within that balance? Do you constantly need new things in your life or work? I talk with students a lot about this using a couple different examples. So lawyers, for example, they get paid very well, but they also work incredibly long hours. They have periods of their year where they are working hours that in most other professions would be considered absurd. If that's not something that fits your balance, maybe that's not a direction for you. Similarly, there's 
a lot of people who want to become counselors. It requires a lot of emotional understanding and the ability to not have things that are happening to you in your workday impact yourself outside of your workday. So you have to consider where your balance lies. Next, you need to consider your ethics and your values. Those sound similar, but they're a little bit different. Ethics are the cultural and social rules that inform moral actions. It's all about behaviors, which ones are good and which ones are bad. Generally, they're explicitly shared with a large community. These are the things that bound what you do. Values, on the other hand, are the personal principles and beliefs of the individual. They determine the goals or the interests for the individual. They're often shared with other individuals or with small communities, but these are the things that determine what you want. Both of them guide career choices. For example, I want to make lots of money, but making it that way is unethical. Or, I want a job where I'm able to, but not this way. There's a lot of ways to explain different values um, and to name them, but really a lot of them are things that will make sense to you if they're one of your values. So is a value of yours independence or privacy or stability or competence or fame or recognition or money or adventure or challenges, right? These are the things that you want to have. And these are the things that your values are. They help determine what kinds of jobs you'll consider and what kinds of jobs you'll enjoy doing. Next up, we're gonna talk about skills. So employers care mostly about two things when they're hiring people. They care about fit and they care about skills. Fit is based on personality and habits and professionalism and how you fit into a team. Skills, on the other hand, are technical and foundational and transferable things. And I like to tell students that Technical skills get you through round one of the resume review, but transferable skills get you the job. Now, when we talk to employers about what skills are needed, we get to see the things that are changing. So for example, uh, according to some research that happened about three years ago, the perceived skills and skills groups with growing demand are things like critical thinking and analysis problem-solving, self-management, working with people, whereas things like physical abilities are decreasing in demand. The top skills for 2025, according to the Future of Jobs survey from 2020 with the World Economic Forum, were analytical thinking and innovation, active learning and learning strategies, complex problem-solving, critical thinking and analysis, creativity, originality and initiative, leadership and social influence, technology monitoring and control, technology design and programming, resilience, stress tolerance and flexibility, reasoning, problem-solving and ideation, emotional intelligence, troubleshooting and user experience, service orientation, systems anal analysis and evaluation, and persuasion and negotiation. That's a lot of different types of skills that we just talked about. And some of them might not be ones that you're considering, but you have them all, to some level. Skills come from experience. 
our work experience, our education experience, our volunteer experience, our hobbies, our interests, our sports. We build skills through all of these things. Kolb's experiential learning cycle talks about this, where you have concrete experience and then reflective observation and then abstract thinking and then active experimentation. But what that kind of works out to is you have an experience, you reflect on that experience after it. You learn from that reflection. You try out what you just learned. And then the next experience you have takes all of that and has it impact the new experience. And you go through that cycle again. Technical skills are the field-specific skills that you have. They focus on things that are connected to the sector or the industry or the organization or the job. They're things like tech specific technologies or tools or common practices and procedures or operational actions or documentation methods, maybe even specific certifications that are required. Transferable skills, on the other hand, can really be talked about as four main ones. Critical thinking, creativity, communication, collaboration, the four big C's. In Canada, we talk about the skills for success. Um, it's taken those four and reframed it into nine skills called reading, writing, numeracy, digital, problem solving, creativity and innovation, communication, collaboration, and adaptability. And you may have noticed that some of those line up very closely with the four I said originally. They break each of those skills into six sub-skills and it gets a little bit complex, but we can break it down a little bit easier for us because some of them are more core to everything that follows, and we'll call those ones foundational. Things like reading and writing and numeracy and digital. Others are learned from and used in many situations, but they don't underlie the other skills in quite the same way, and we can call those transferable. That's things like problem solving, creativity and innovation, communication, collaboration, and adaptability. Each of them has six different subpoints within it. And I'm not going to go over all of it right now, but they're going to be things like communication includes speak with clarity or adapt to your audience and contexts. Problem solving includes things like analyze the issue, gather information, or collaboration includes things like facilitate an environment of collaboration, achieve a common goal with others. Adaptability includes things like persist and persevere. These subskills all are things that we have. They're things that you already know how to do and can do in some level. And like I said, they're not just developed through paid work. They're also developed through education, through volunteer, through hobby, life, and interests. So that brings us back to that first question of who are you? Because when you're trying to figure this out, you have to ask yourself a couple questions. Why are you here? Maybe you're attending school, in a career, changing things up. What made you choose your current location and situation? Where do you want to be in five years or 10 years? What else could you do with those same skills or what kind of person do you wish you could become? What problem do you wish you could work towards solving and what are you best at? So to sum up today's topic, we talked about who you are, your knowledge, interests, and abilities, and what kind of problems you enjoy solving what you have done in work and education and hobbies and what your strengths are and what the balance that you want to have in your life is, what kind of person you want to be, and what are your technical and transferable skills. And I talked about a lot of questions to ask yourself. 
But the two of them that are going to bring this all together and bring us back to the beginning of this is how did you get here? And what do you want to be doing in eight years? And what are you doing right now to get you there? Thanks for listening. This has been Noah Arney with the Career Planning and Development Podcast. For more information or to contact me, go to careertheory.trubox.ca. This podcast is hosted by Thompson Rivers University and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. Music for this podcast is A Life I Believe by John Worthy and the Benz. Until next time, I wish you well. Hey mama, it's been a while.